0: Welcome to Change Nation, a program brought to you by First30Days.com. Today on Change Nation, Ariane talks with author and career reinvention expert, Darren Kagan. Here's Ariane.
1: For 12 years, Darren Kagan was one of the bright, shining faces of CNN, reporting on everything from the September 11th tax to the Academy Awards. But in 2006, the network decided to part ways with Darren, leaving her to find a new direction in life. Instead of wallowing in her job loss, Darren used her newfound freedom to create a wonderful website, DarrenKagan.com, devoted to positive news stories that really make your heart go zing. Her site has been so successful, she's also published a book called What's Possible, 50 True Stories of People Who Dared to Dream that They Can Make a Difference. Today on Change Nation, Darren joins us to talk about how she has triumphed through all of these changes and also what you can learn from these inspirational stories to make change easier in your own life. Welcome Darren.
0: It's great to be with you.
1: Darren, it's such a pleasure. You know, I've been a fan of yours throughout the years and I'm thrilled that both of our paths have made us sort of connect in the way that they are today and I'm truly looking forward to hearing a little bit more about your journey to this stage.
0: Well, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to share.
1: So, Darren, you obviously left and you were let go of a very senior position at CNN. Many people will know you and recognize your face from there. Can you remember what those first 30 days after getting that news was like and what most helped you through?
0: Yeah, well, mine was a little bit unusual. Um, And you, you have my story right. I was at CNN for 12 years, and at the beginning of 2006, CNN came to me and told me that they wouldn't be renewing my contract. Now, what was unusual about the next 30 days was, usually in television, that means there's a security guard waiting for you on the other side of the boss's office, escorting you outside the building. With me, my contract actually wasn't going to be up until the end of the year and they actually, while letting me go, asked me to stay (laughs) and finish out the year's contract and said to me, well if you please stay and, and keep working and we have no plans to take you off the air well I don't think we do we'll let you know <laughs> so from the moment I walked out of the boss's office I didn't know every day when I came to work if that was going to be the last day that I spent at the place i had spent more than a quarter of my life so the first 30 days actually were pretty sad um, I had the luxury of having my sad because I knew if nothing else I was going to be paid until the end of the year um, so I actually was just sad, <laughs> um, and I think it's important to let people know that, that there is a sense of grieving when you have loss, that um, it's important to go through that, but then eventually will come the day when you wake up and say, okay, now what?
1: And I love that part, and in your book, I think that was really the turning point where you say, once you've gone through those emotions of sadness, of grieving, of, of denial, or whatever those are, there comes a moment when you said, what's next? do you before we talk about what you actually did next do you remember was there a particular person or or story or quote or something that someone said that really was a saving grace for you during some of those very low dark moments that you know we face when we are let go of a job and, and also a dream
0: if there was that then, but the thing I know now that I wish I knew then, that I would speak be speaking to somebody who's in that dark place right now, is that in, but the thing that I've actually learned is that inspiration comes in pieces. and we expect it to come like a nice little package, like we just ordered it from the catalog and it's at our front door. And when we don't see it all put together in one big piece, you think that it the process isn't working, or you're actually not finding your way? but the truth is little tiny little bits of inspiration about the thing that you're meant to go do, do next is actually showing up all the time. And it's really kind of like a an inspirational treasure hunt <laughs> of putting it all all together. And as each little piece shows up, give gratitude and just kind of tuck it in your bag and know that the, the picture is emerging.
1: Did, did it, there ever was a point where Things were, were bad, they were dark, they were hopeless. I know a lot of people yeah, looking at well, you and your success today probably have an idea of, wow, she made it look so easy, and it, it really was. W- were there really moments where you were like, I'm really not sure how to put one step ahead and, and just sort of asking for that kind of guidance?
0: Yeah, I think I did it, it, it was a process, as you said, so there was the sad. And then for me, there was a step that I think a lot of people don't talk about, and that's elimination. I eliminated that I didn't want to keep doing the thing I'd done for 20 years, and that was television news. Um, this came as a huge shock <laughs> to my friends and family who really believed in my ability, and they saw how successful I'd been and how well I'd been doing and saw how much money I made at the you know at the old job. Um, so to eliminate and let that go before I found the next thing, that did frighten a lot of people in my circle. And yet now I can look back and see that that was a huge part of the journey. Because of course, until you release something and make space for something else to come in, there is no room for that next thing to come in. Um, so yeah, there. W- I think the darkest time was this just really, really being sad, of thinking, well, this isn't the life that I planned and this isn't how I expected it to go and not feeling connected to anything, not feeling connected to the career, not feeling feeling connected to the city I lived in. Um, not feeling connected to the relationship I wanted, really kind of feeling uh, loose and untethered. Um, but after the sad came the elimination, and then came the idea. I mean, this wacky, crazy idea to start a website that was all based on inspiring stories.
1: Did you see yourself as a business person? Did you see yourself as someone who was going to start something from scratch? Was it just a big identity shift for you? I think a lot of people are like, I'm this and I'm not that.
0: I never, ever had the desire to own my own business or be an entrepreneur. This was not part of of the big dream. Um, How that unfolded for me was, um, first, I'd also like to share the idea that inspiration can come from the strangest places. I mean, I got the idea to start an inspirational news website by looking at a website based on war, which is not exactly where you think you're going to get this warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, But in 2006, Yahoo had a site called The Hot Zone with Kevin Seitz. And Kevin had been this war correspondent for NBC and CNN. He would worked for all the networks. And they hired him to go from war zone to war zone and report for this website. And you went to the hot zone and it said, one man, one year, one idea. Go to every bad place in the world, basically. And I looked at that and just simply as a creative exercise, not even looking for what my next thing was going to be, I thought, well, if I had one of those, if I had a website where I just did my favorite kind of reporting, what would it be? and inspirational stories have always been my favorite so I thought why not one year one woman one idea go to every inspiring place in the world and that's when I did the thing that I really recommend to everybody watching this that you do not do (laughs) I tried to give my idea away Uh, I talked my way into Yahoo and I made a pitch that I thought was so basic and so easy I said you know you go to Yahoo and you get your news your sports your stocks your war Where's the Yahoo and Yahoo? You should be able to click on that logo and get a story that makes you feel great about the world. Um, And they didn't get it. And that could have been the end right there, except it was my little sister who gave me a good talking to, as we say down here in the South. And she just looked at me and she goes, what are you doing? Why are you trying to give this away? Why don't you create a website? That'll be your home base. From there, you can do books, television, speaking engagements. She really saw documentaries. She really saw the whole picture that I didn't. And even at that point, I didn't have this huge desire to be uh, my own boss or an entrepreneur. But there's this thing, I think in life in general, but especially in the news business, that you have to get picked. You know, you have to get picked to get hired, you have to get picked to go to the story. you have to get picked for the job. And I thought, if I go in this direction and create this for myself, then I can pick me. And that was really what decided it for me and how I ended up being an entrepreneur.
1: And we acknowledge you and also your sister. I think whenever people are going through change, there's always someone on your change support team that's like your champion, sees the change, believes you can change. So we acknowledge her as well, absolutely. Darren, was there a point where you had sort of some level of resistance to doing this? Was there... Was it sort of an easy process that unfolded or sometimes the things that we most want? There's also some level of resistance not only from yourself personally but other people, the world, people are like not okay especially with something so positive and optimistic as what you are creating.
0: Yeah, um, definitely in my circle I definitely got resistance not everyone in my family and my friends understood what I was doing and didn't understand why I just didn't go get another traditional news job so I did have that. Um, Coming from traditional news, where typically if it bleeds, it leads, people would say, well, where are you going to get your content from? And there aren't enough stories to fill up a book or a website. I really believe the opposite. I really believe my my fancy plan was like the movie Field of Dreams. Build it and they will come. That if I created a space for inspiring stories to exist and and to be, that they would come to me. And that part has definitely worked out exactly like I envisioned. Um the other part of the answer to your question that has happened in my own story and happens I find it with the inspirational people I interview every day it's the exact opposite of a hard knock story I think people get they go to fear and they think this is going to be hard and there's going to be scarcity and there's not going to be enough to make my dream come true In my own story I have found that when you find your purpose especially if it has something to do with putting good back in the world it's the exact opposite that Everyone and everything you need just kind of shows up. And it's really been remarkable how easy and how wonderful um, and how exciting that part of the journey has been.
1: Darren, did you have some level of, of faith that you were guided or there was something bigger going on? There was a reason why you were let go. There's a reason why you are creating what you're doing. Did that help sort of with this transition?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely had started my own personal spiritual journey, I think a few years before CNN let me go. And um, I often get asked, well, why did they let you go? And the truth is, I never asked why. That even from the moment that I was sitting in the boss's office and he's telling me they're going to let me go, I could hear an inner voice saying, Darren, it's time. Now, I didn't know time for what. And I'll be honest, I did not want it to be time. <laughs> um, but I just knew. I knew it was time for something whatever that thing I was meant to go do, um, it was time to go do that and as my journey unfolded and my purpose unfolded I could really see that everything I'd experienced from my first days in a small television market to then working in a medium-sized market to CNN, everything had been getting me ready for this moment to serve this purpose and that is to let these stories come through me and as long as I'm clear on that, that what I'm doing has to do with being of service that's when the easy part happens. That's when all those people show up and when things really happen with ease.
1: Darren, there's a beautiful quote you're making me think of that power moves through those who serve and people who are committed to being of service, they somehow empower and as you say, things show up. Darren, for the people listening and watching this who they have that sort of gut feel that maybe it's time, maybe they are in a job or a career they don't love and it's not exactly what they would like. How do you inspire people to go ahead and make that change before they're let go? Or do, do they just sort of let life sort of take them on that journey and ultimately they will find their path? Is it something that we should take by the horns or not?
0: Yeah, I think sometimes people give me a little bit too much credit of being brave and going after my dream. Because honestly, if CNN hadn't kicked me out the door, I'd still be sitting there, (laughs) Um, but which also leads to something that I learned in my own story and so many other people's stories, is that big bummer can be your big chance. So in that I'm speaking to people who are going through a really hard time, uh, one to acknowledge and validate that pain, but really it might be the thing that you would never ever pick in the world. It could be the end of a job, the end of a relationship, it could be health related. Um, it really could be your chance to transform your life in a way that you had never taken the time to see before. And for those that are still in the old life, like maybe they're in the job that doesn't serve them, or the relationship, they're somewhere where they know in their heart they're not supposed to be, I think life kind of has a way of coming, it, it's going to catch up with you. <laughs> uh, I mean, the truth is I would probably, as much as I love CNN and loved my 20-year news career, I probably had grown my way out of there and um, had set forces in motion that kind of made that all come to be. So, yeah, you can take the step yourself or there's a good chance a step is coming at you.
1: Darren, do you find there's a way for people to get clear on their dreams? More and more mm. people that I find are, are finding us through the site or that I'm, I'm interviewing there's always the question of, well, I, if I knew what my dream was, I'd go do it. Or if I knew what my and purpose in life was, that's what I would be doing. But there, there's sort of a, a stuckness before that of not quite allowing themselves to see what it is that life might be wanting them to show up at. Are there questions that you asked yourself? Are there things that you've seen other people do that eventually led them to what they really would love to be doing?
0: Yeah. In fact, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think purpose and finding purpose is one of the great hungers that that people have, in some ways even more than love and money and relationships. You can get all that and then still, you know, why am I here? Um, So I understand that. I think I would go back to what I was talking about before. I would say to people who think that they don't know what their inspiration is, I'd say, yes, you do. And chances are you've been getting ready and you don't even have any idea, you just have to start paying attention and going back to that idea that inspiration comes in pieces. And I think people who are stuck, they're stuck because they want the whole package at their front doorstep, as I was saying before. They want the whole thing. I'm supposed to go do this job, live in the city, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't happen that way. It's coming to you at very, very tiny little pieces. So my big advice that I tell people, it's a, it's a huge financial investment, it'll cost you about $4.97 you go down to your local stationery store, you know, one of those big superstores, and you go where they keep the spiral notebooks. And they'll have a package of about six of them, the, the, the small kind that can go in a pocket or a purse. You buy that and you put one of those, depending whether you're a man or a woman, in every purse, in your car, at your nightstand, at your desk, in your bathroom, anywhere that an idea might come to you. And anytime something comes to you, it might be an image, it might be an idea, It might make zero sense to your current life. Doesn't matter, don't be a filter. Just start jotting that down in your little spiral notebooks and that's how your piece, your big picture is gonna come together.
1: I love that idea. When we come back, we're gonna talk specifically about your book and all these wonderful stories that you've collected. This is Change Nation from The First 30 Days. I'm Ariane, we'll be right back in a moment with Darren Kagan. Welcome back to Change Nation. I'm Ariane, and we've been talking with Darren Kagan. Darren, I wanted to speak specifically about your book, What's Possible? 50 True Stories of People Who Dared to Dream That They Could Make a Difference. How did you choose the 50 that actually made it in this book? I know that there's probably thousands that have come to you and through you, and they continue to come. What was it that made these people sort of stand out and had lessons to share with everyone?
0: What I was looking to create was a book that showed people overcoming all different types of obstacles and the 50 people in the book are what I call inside-out stories. Now you can't do television news for 20 years and not know that bad things happen in the world. Of course they do. I mean I've seen it all from you know to war to disease to financial problems some bad things can really happen but the stories I've always been been drawn to and the stories you'll find in this book are stories of people who have taken those hard times and turned that experience inside out to transform their own lives and the world around them. It goes back to that idea I was talking about before about how the big bummer can be your big chance, the thing that you would never ever pick. So that was the first thing. Then the next thing I was looking for was all different types of obstacles because you know, honestly when you when you hear inspirational stories and you hang out with this inspirational crowd, sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, where you think, well, that person's so much bigger than anything that I'll ever face or anything I'll ever be able to do. So I was looking for different levels of obstacles that people have overcome. And that was kind of the criteria of how they got in the book.
1: Were there um, myths that you sort of found that you were busting that people had around what it means to be pursuing a dream or what it means to be successful? I think a lot of the times we... We create so much energy around that, and it's one of the things that never actually allows us to make a change or get started. It sounds as if these people are, are very normal and extraordinary by the fact that they are just regular human beings.
0: Yeah, I think um, some of the myths that we explode in this book are the idea that it has to be hard to make to, to make a difference. Um, as I was saying with my own experience, a lot of the people I profile, it's the exact same thing, that everyone and everything they needed showed up to help them make their dream come true of making a difference. That's uh, definitely a big difference in um, I think what people think. And the other thing that's been really neat about getting to meet some of these people is that you have to wait. That you have to wait till you have ten billion dollars or you have to wait till you're at a certain place in life to make a difference. These are people at all different stages of life. Uh, I have a 91 year old man and I have a 14 year old boy uh, so that's that's the age range, and the money range is just as big as well. Um, so you really don't need a zillion dollars to change the world.
1: Darren, the other thing yeah. I'd I'd love to ask is, were there any sort of big mistakes that you made along the way? A lot of the times we don't talk about, you know, some of the bumps in the road, some of the things that we did that we shouldn't have done. Anything that you feel might be able to help someone who's, who's hearing this and watching this? A, just a mistake that in some ways you just got a beautiful gift and lesson from.
0: Yeah, well, the first one I shared earlier, don't give your idea away. (laughs) That's what I tried to do, and uh, the universe protected me from that by having Yahoo say no thank you to my idea. That would have been a really big mistake to uh, just give it away. Um, And the other was, as I was sharing before, to expect to have all the answers right away. Um, That's not how it works. They are coming, and to have faith that they're coming, and even if they're coming in the smallest pieces, to be looking for the small answers that are coming rather than the obstacles.
1: Diana, do you have a team of people that helps you with this? I think a lot of the times we believe that we need like dozens of people to help us do this. It, it seems that you've done a lot of this by yourself. It's been sort of a journey of one woman that has created sort of a ripple effect in what's possible.
0: Right. Well, Is my, that the case? It, well, my original vision was I would just be sitting there with my laptop, putting this all together every day. And, um That was nice. That was another thing my sister kind of educated me about, that I would be getting help. (laughs) I uh, needed some help. I think it's a two-part answer. One, um, it's incredible how much in this day and age of technology what you're able to do by yourself um, and with a small team. And the other answer is um, I've attracted and have with me some really incredible people. Um, including the, the photographer and editor who works on all my videos and who, who has uh, produced my documentaries, um, a production assistant and um, I've just hired my first personal assistant so I now have the wife every woman should have. and <laughs> That has really made a big difference in what I do every day. Let's talk about
1: one of the, uh, one of the stories in the book. Is there a particular story that you feel could help people overcome, for example, being let go, being laid off, being fired, having sort of a career change be thrown at them and really being able to make something just beautiful come from that. Is there a particular story that we could touch upon briefly?
0: Absolutely. There's a woman in the book uh, named Adrienne Simpson, and uh, there's a whole section on inspiring entrepreneurs, by the way. Adrienne is um, a wonderful woman who uh, made it through not one, but two corporate layoffs. <laughs> so she knows what it means to have the big, cushy VP job in human resources and be let go. Um, and in fact, after the second one, it was such a devastating blow that she actually was sitting on her couch depressed. And and that's what I was talking about, that all these people who have gone on to do great things, they have the bad parts too. So if you're in that part, at least be nice to yourself and let, you, let yourself know that that's part of the stage. Um, for Adrian, what got her off the couch was her mother, who had been living with her to help raise her daughter. She was a single mom and was ready to move back to Michigan and says to her daughter, to Adrian, um, well, why don't you help me move? And Adrian thought you could just pick up the phone and call somebody who helped you move seniors and was shocked to find out no such service existed, so she went about moving her mother and what she learned in doing that is that when you move someone who is um, older and farther along in life it's a whole different process in terms of downsizing and the emotion that goes with it and the care that needs to be taken and putting them in their new place and just by doing her mother and then her mother's friends she ended up creating a moving business called Smooth Moves well on its way to becoming a million dollar business Um, and Adrienne has found her purpose in life, which is serving families who need to move their older parents and grandparents, and also has gone on to create a very successful business, something she would never have done or found if she hadn't been laid off that second time.
1: Beautiful. Darren, I'm curious if, uh, if CNN called you today and invited you to come and do some sort of a, a show or anchor spot, but about inspirational news, positive news, good things going on in the world, would you be, would you be open?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, We could talk about that. Um, And in fact, a few months after I left and started DarrenKagan.com is when CNN started their Heroes Unit. So clearly the uh, abundance and the ability to see uh, that there are good things happening in the world is spreading. I would love to do something like that, but um, to go back to my old job of just being a regular news anchor, I don't think I would take that call.
1: Darren, you also are creating a new documentary called Solar Town USA which I hear a great buzz about, and I wanted to get a little bit of a a preview peek into what that is about and let all our listeners hear that as well.
0: Super. Thank you for asking about it. Solar Town will be my second documentary, and we expect it to be on PBS stations in 2009. It's the time when everyone's all excited about green and alternative energy. Well, we went back to the original Solar Town in the U.S., which, believe it or not, was built 30 years ago in a little town in Wisconsin. And this is a little town called Soldiers Grove that flooded every year because it was built next to this little river called the Kickapoo River. In 1978, the townspeople got together and realized, oh, we get it, the town's not supposed to be here next to the river. So they voted to raise the town, move it to higher level, and with the new buildings that were built, each building needed to get at least 50% of its heating energy from solar energy. Again, this is back in 1978. So we go back and look at this inspirational story of how this town can come together, face the obstacle that Mother Nature was presenting in its path practically every year, but then also look at the story of solar energy and what worked and what didn't, and what worked in this town and what didn't. And again, that should be on PBS stations in early 2009.
1: And I'm guessing people should check your website just to know exactly when that's coming out.
0: Absolutely. And we also have um, solartownusa.com is the website for the actual documentary.
1: Great. How do you, how do you maintain your level of, of optimism? How do you, I mean, here at The First Three Days in Change Nation, we're all about finding what we call change optimists, which you certainly yeah. are one. How do you maintain that? How do you sort of balance it out in this crazy world that we live in?
0: Yeah, well, I got to say that the hardest part of my job is it's really hard around here to have a pity party. <laughs> I mean, we all have those days when we're down. But around here, for me, if I do that, you know, then the next moment I'm talking to somebody who's starting a hospital in Africa or or a double amputee who's creating a, um, you know, who's who's making history at the Ironman Triathlon. um, It's my I feel like I've won the media lottery. So it's my job now every day to interview inspiring people. And so by whom I'm surrounded by, that keeps me lifted. And, of course, that's my job, but there's no reason anybody else can't do that. You can do that by, um, you know, the media you take in, the stories you take in, and the people that you have in your life. Is
1: there a change on the horizon that you'd love to make that you're excited about that's coming?
0: Could be. You know, always looking, if, and if you'll excuse me because I have my three-legged cat here. Let me just bring him up. He's uh, meowing. Yes, we
1: like him. I read all about him. It's Tripod, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, here's Tripod. He wants to be part of mom's little thing here, so anyhow. He was meowing to get on mom's lap, so we'll just let him just sit there for a second. Have him on. Yeah. um, Yeah, I would love, um, you know, always looking, the whole idea was always about creating content, inspirational content, and putting on as many platforms as possible. So, you know, the possibility of adding a a broadcasting piece. I don't miss doing hard news, um, but I did really love doing live broadcasting. And if uh, there was some piece like that that came together, that would really be super.
1: Darren, the way that we end off all of our interviews here at Change Nation is to ask all our guests and experts the exact same three questions. And there are three questions specifically about change. So the first question is, what is the belief that you go to during times of change and transition in your own life? What is that belief that keeps you solid and grounded?
0: For me, on my own personal journey, it's a strong belief in God and that there's someone and a greater power who is steering this whole universe and steering my life and that there is a plan and that um, all that stuff that I'm trying to control, that that's not really my job and that if I'm getting stressed out about that, that that's the indication that I'm supposed to turn it over to uh, a much greater power.
1: Here's the second question. Fill in the sentence, the best thing about change is?
0: The best thing about change is that it's probably bringing something better than you have right now.
1: And here's the last one. What is the best change that you've ever made?
0: Wow. Um, clearly, the best change is what I'm living right now. Going from being a network news anchor to being an entrepreneur and creating my own inspirational content. Um, but it, but it's all good. That was good, and that's what served me then. And this is really what's serving me now. And um, of all the great things that CNN did for me, the best thing they ever did was kick me out the door. <laughs>
1: beautiful thank you darren so much it's well, been a you. true pleasure for the people listening please pick up a, book, a copy of this wonderful book what's possible 50 true stories of people who dared to dream they could make a difference for more information on darren kagan all her books documentaries please visit her website at darrenkagan.com darren's true pleasure thank you for more information on making change easier on pursuing your dreams on being able to get through any struggle or any change you might be going through. To listen to more interviews, please check us out on the web at first30days.com. Thanks for listening.